Welcome to season one of the Home Healthcare Today Show. I am your host, Dr. Cleveland. Good afternoon and welcome to the very first installment of our podcast titled Home Healthcare Today. Definitely. I feel that anything that a person can do to move towards their baseline is important. Um, No matter what a person is dealing with health-wise, if it's something that they have not experienced before and they don't want it to become a permanent part of their life, they have a right to fight against that. Absolutely. And there are trained professionals that have um, tried and true and um, measured interventions that have helped people from very difficult situations. And especially if you're dealing with things like um, feeling fatigued and you just don't have the stamina or or some people have like um, neuropathy, which is a nerve pain that results from it, working with situations like that, Um, just feeling that you're not able to take care of your health care needs because you don't have the energy or you just or you might be having some residual problems with shortness of breath with heart with chest pain things of that nature and that can be a scary place to be in having a trained professional at your side to not only help you to stay adherent to your treatment plan only not only adherent to the recommendations, but be a liaison for you between your medical provider and what you're experiencing in the home, give you that extra um, um, added support. So when I operate on someone's heart and we put a stent in, it's not over. The patient has to take medications, they have to engage in cardiac rehab. If patients have cardiac surgery, heart surgery, yes. they may be in the hospital for three to four days, but when they go home, they have to be able to ambulate, they yes. have to, to be able to work with an essential spirometer to take deep breaths, have breathing exercises. So it doesn't stop, the treatment doesn't stop when you leave the hospital. And that's why it's so important, at least in the home healthcare sector, yes. that you have dedicated healthcare professionals yes. who are gonna come into your home who are trusted, who are gonna help you recover and heal. We know that, um, uh, the support that helps keep people in their homes, helps keep people out of the hospital, uh, is tremendously important. Uh, and, uh, home health services, uh, we need to help people uh, stay healthy within their home, manage their condition, uh, give them the assistance they need, uh, give their family the assistance they need, who are often working and, and pull them a lot of directions and bring in uh, some extra assistance that can be tremendously helpful. So, Doctor, how would you um, suggest encouraging uh, minority patients and populations to consider uh, home health care as an option as part of that multimodal 
approach to healthcare and wellness. Certainly, and I think once education is factored into this yes. and cultural competence mm. and an understanding of, hey, you know, you're from, you know, this is a patient that's from, uh, you know, East Detroit where yep. our clinic is. Yep. Hey, we understand this patient and yeah. they're gonna feel more comfortable, you know, speaking to us as a result. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing is, providing excellent services. So one of the things that we pride ourselves on uh, is trying to deliver state-of-the-art care uh, and regardless of the expense to our patients. You know, just as an example, uh, so as a sports medicine physician, I specialize in ultrasound guided procedures. You know, we we purchase ultrasound units and we yes. deliver point of care ultrasound right when patients come into our clinics. Yes. And so I think providing an excellent product, a product that is culturally competent, yes. I think the rest naturally will follow. That's it. And so I, I love the way that you you really kind of broke it down to, you know, why should we trust you? Yes. I think it's ultimately it comes to a question of uh, why should we trust you? Absolutely. And I think it's about building that trust. And uh, uh, it starts with cultural competence. Give me your recommendation for some of those homebound, uh, homebound women in the Detroit area that say, but I want to take care of my house, but I need help with myself, I need help getting dressed, I need help with even exercise or keeping my medications aligned and in order. Would you recommend home health care? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And not just for the homebound. Again, women are the primary caregivers. And if we're working outside of the home or we have too much going on, we're not going to take care of it by ourselves. I took care of my mother working full time for 20 years as she went through Alzheimer's. It was very difficult. And I didn't want somebody in my house. Because I'm like, oh, somebody's going to break in and take this and take that. Or they're not going to take care of my mother as well as I would. Oh, people are going to look down on me because I, t- I didn't take care of my mother myself. Well, we have to be realistic. Okay? Absolutely. God gave me the ability to work yes, and ma'am. do what I'm doing so I would have the finances to be able to do this. For people who may not have the finances, there are ways of getting home help in there. Do not be embarrassed. Do not say, oh, no, no, I can do this all. None of us can do it all ourselves. We need to be a village. We need to help each other do better. 100%. And um, I want to elaborate on this uh, because I think this is so important, is especially here in the city of Detroit, not just the city of Detroit, um, but elsewhere, communities can really benefit from what I call the home based model mm-hmm. and um, I'm very very proud to say that when I first started with the health department one of the, the first program I, I actually worked with Dr. Moore was the childhood lead poisoning and prevention program yeah. wonderful program at the health department Absolutely. and I got to give another shout out to sure. to um, the folks that are still doing that hard work um, they're a small team but they are some of the hardest working um, group of women that I know and I, I just want to say that and so in this experience I got to Go to um, patients' homes yes. and see and see the home environment, see see the community environment, and I saw firsthand, Doctor Moore, yes, the benefit of meeting the patients and families where they're at, not where, where we're at, but where they're at. Yes, yes, sir. And so when when we did that, the amount of support and feedback that we got back from our 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 patients, yes. The, the kids that we serve and their families was nothing but positive. Home care yes. is critically important because people want to stay home. True. They want to stay 
in something they're comfortable in. Mm -hmm. It's very hard if somebody has to go to assisted living or something, then you've got to move some furniture in like true, that. True. But if somebody can stay home as long as possible, mm -hmm. it reduces the problems that will come when more and more people need assisted living. Yes. But if you can make the house usable, so one of the first things you do is get somebody to come in and say, Who's going to trip where? Right. The you fall know, and I mean, safety My parents yes. had rugs everywhere. Yep. They had um, things all over the floor. Yes. And just having somebody to come in first in terms of OTPT yes. and make the house a little bit safer. Absolutely. If you're using a walker, yep. having bumps in your road is going to be really difficult. Absolutely. So how can we reduce hip fracture? How can yes. we reduce leg fracture? One of the ways to do it is to check your home. This is season one of the Home Healthcare Today show. Should men consider home health care and even uh, not just the skill, but maybe even private duty uh, home care to assist, you know, in, in managing debilitating illnesses? I think both men and women, everyone who in need uh, or everyone who's homebound, they need some kind of help. Yes, sir. Uh, what's good about the, the, the home care? Is yes. that you take the care to the patient in their own home, their yes. own environment. That that would help patients with mobility, yes. with physical therapy, with occupational therapy. Yes. Uh, not only that, communication with it, communication is easier now. Yes. So in the past, you have to wait for a visiting physician to come and see the patient every now and then. Now every patient can be helped by their yes. visiting nurse, Absolutely. by their family member. They can yes. schedule virtual visit, uh, video conferences with their physician and providers, yes, sir. and that can help to provide the care in their home environment. And I think it's important to point out, yes, while some people may die from sarcoma, yes. there are people that also are cured of sarcoma, and I want to make sure that we get that message out yes. as well. 
uh, but we know that we're not always successful. Yes. And, but in the path of treatment, we engage home health care, and home health care is so important. I know that within the practice at the University of Michigan, we try very hard for people to get as much of their treatment at home. Yes. Stay out of the hospital. Yes. Won't want you there. Right. There's nothing like being in your own bed. True. Nothing like having your own food. Yes, and so home health care is that bridge that yes. helps people to be at home, to receive a lot of their care at home and the supportive care. And so they only come to the hospital for the things only that can be done at the hospital yes. versus home health care partnering is, is just critical for people being able to just live their lives. As you know, American Advantage Home Care, you know, we take care of um, hundreds of homebound patients across Metro Detroit, Eddie, and uh, what would be your recommendation for, you know, homebound patients to, you know, should they um, seek the product or should they ask their gerontologist or primary care physician about it? What would your thoughts be for some of our, our homebound folks that want to increase the sharpness of their mind or their brain and, and cognitive ability? Yeah, you know, that's a very good question because as, as we know, uh, people... Once they become isolated, if they're homebound and not getting a lot of interaction, uh, the brain does start to get foggy. And, yep. and unfortunately, sure in some cases, leads to quite a bit of depression. Um, I would suggest that they take the product. They're, listen, at the end of the day, um, everybody in this room, everybody <laughs> should be taking the product. So, so that to me, I mean, we, we talk about, well, I'm going to take an aspirin for my heart. Yeah, I'm going to take say. a multivitamin. Yep. Well, we don't really do anything for our brains. <laughs> and we need sure. our brains to work. Unfortunately, without a detection test, most people think that a pap test or a pap smear will detect ovarian cancer. It does not. There is no diagnostic test. So when you are having your annual physical checkup, it, you're not being screened for ovarian cancer. You know, there, there may be a pelvic rectal exam done, but if a tumor or anything is found at that time, it's going to be in that advanced stage. So only 15% of women are found uh, early stages when it's most curable. They're, the five-year um, survival rate in, in a stage one is 90%, and the five-year survival rate in a stage four is 17%. So that tells you how dramatic the drop-off yes. is. And so, unfortunately, um, you know, going through this, and as you know, I can speak personally for my mom again. Uh, you know, that downward decline. I think as a caregiver. Um, is a health professional and, and thought she knew how to take care of herself, but you know, there's a lot of stress that goes with it. And I think, you know, taking time for yourself first and foremost, and I think that's where a home care agency like American Advance can come in and help because, you know, giving that respite care, giving that time for the caregiver to, to go out and do something they love. Um, you know, I was recently reading about the caregiver stresses and, and you know, so much of that is real. And I look back on my and go, oh my goodness, you know, the anger, the, the irritability, and the, you know, it, it's, it's healthy. It's a healthy break to be able to take that um, and, and do something for yourself. So if you have the opportunity to have a home care agency, someone you trust to come in and care for your loved one, uh, that would be huge. And not to mention the medical side, being a nurse, uh, you know, there's, there's the medication and there's the, you know, as, as you get into the advanced stages and the terminal stage, you know, having the, the uh, morphines and the medication, you know, that gets confusing and you, you don't want your loved one to uh, be overdosing. You know, you, there's a fine line between what's a comfort level and, and 
what's an overdose level. And so having, you know, skilled nurses who can come in and help uh, would really be an advantage too and uh, recognize, um, I think, just overall comfort for everybody. It's very absolutely important to have home health physical therapy you know for that matter home health services including the nursing and other services it's so important because when we get to people's home um, we help them to get up and move and and uh, and having a knowledge coming being a medical professionals we understand what it takes to take care of the sutures yes. for for a knee replacement or hip replacement or a back the weight bearing status and non-weight bearing or partial weight bearing, bearing status or yes. different precautions how to or to hold the sutures to cough yes. and right. stuff like that and mm -hmm. and, and uh, if you have a swelling how to elevate your legs yes. and, and and all those kind of things and movement and we being there for 45 minutes to one hour help them to encouraging them to do all those things and assessing their home and seeing what they have in their homes use that as a means to 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 help them to use that rather than uh, a lot of people think that they need dumbbells they, they need can of beans is more than enough or a gallon of uh, milk is uh, those kind yes. of things are, are, are enough of the, or if they have a two three steps you know yes. go up and down the steps absolutely and especially climbing stairs is a big problem because most of the seniors have an issue with the balance you know yes. a little bit of a, of a balance exercises yes it'll go a long way i think it's a wonderful thing particularly when you take into consideration that if a patient has a vision problem, it may be more difficult for them to self-administer their medications. Yes. For a diabetic, to give themselves insulin, for example, yes. can be very challenging. Mm -hmm. So uh, the ability to have uh, assistance in that respect is, is oftentimes uh, the difference between staying at home and yes. being in a nursing facility. In short, this is where teamwork in medicine becomes really paramount. Yes. Mm -hmm. The coordination of care between not only the doctor and the patient, but also perhaps a home health aide, yes, perhaps sending the patient to a virtual meet and greet with other diabetic patients where they meet maybe weekly and talk about the challenges around Absolutely. using insulin, yes, etc. So that's there's a lot that goes into it. Working with a pharmacist to make sure that the medications are delivered Indeed. at the patient's homebound. We do some, we mail some medications to our patients. We deliver some medications to our patients as well. And so, you know, if that's a gap that needs to be closed, we can assist with that. But, you know, oftentimes it's gonna be the pharmacy that's sending out the medication. So there's a lot of coordination to go around to it, make this manageable for people. It is. If, if somebody is gonna be taking care of your loved one, you want to know who they are. You got it. And, you know, um, having having the data available, yeah. having mm -hmm. the information available so that you can make that assessment. Yeah. And it's not unusual that somebody making that assessment might be in New York. Yes, so true. Mom and dad are, are here in Detroit. Right. Um, mom yeah. or dad. Yes. And, or both. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so it's really important, I think, as, a, as an industry association that we help agencies rise to the top. Um, organizations like yours who are, who are doing extra things in order to develop trust and to, to uh, uh, develop the, the policies and procedures that can um, essentially give assurance to the patients and their families Absolutely. that the care you're giving them is... Uh, is the best indeed and that you're able to do that in, in a way that they have confidence yes sir um, that the people providing that care um, know what they're doing and have compassion 
yes. um, and skills yes. necessary in, in order to be effective and, and, and to do the best job possible.